0: Lions with it, and goal from the 8, down 6, but on the move. Chris, working from the gun, looks out to the right, now checks out that Viking defense. Takes the snap, back to pass, looks right, got Chase in the end zone, touchdown Detroit Lions! That's it, pack the bag, start the plane, this game is over! How big is that? And now it's time to start the Detroit Lions podcast.
1: Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is... The Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now... The guys people are talking about when they discuss monkeys and footballs. Chris and Case.
2: Hey, howdy Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 301. I can't believe it's that many already. This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for the Reddit. I am your dashing, dashing and gorgeous host, Chris. With me are my mediocre-looking a good friend's case, and the Riz. How are you guys doing today, guys? Hanging in. It's been a weird day. <laughs> yeah. What, what's, what's that hat you're wearing, Riz? Weak.
3: Uh, That is Ohio Bobcats We got Maction going on right now, baby Akron and Kent State bitter rivals, they kick off the season Akron does an onside kick on the opening kickoff Of the year, Maction is back
2: Yes! Nice Good times, good Good times, All right, we got a good show for you Today, Um, it's going to be a little bit quick Because we got such a long show coming up on Friday We'll talk about that a little bit, but uh, We got Matthew Stafford, that's breaking news Of course, what happened? He may be sick. He may not be. We'll tell you all about what the details are and what to look for. Are the Lions buyers or sellers? We talked about that last week. Um, Things might have changed. (laughs) We'll talk about that as well. We'll take some of your calls. We'll preview the Vikings game, take you around the division, and a whole lot more. we got a great show lined up. Ace, you ready to go, my man? I'm ready to see the Vikings chase Daniels.
1: Let's kick this off and break it down.
2: right, a couple quick announcements first. Check us out and help us out on the Patreon. Special thanks to the Dylan guy from Guam. That's right. Of course, our very first Dylan Mathis. Brian B. from I Prevail. I'm going to give another yell out to Floundericious for all his great help on the uh, St. Jude thing we've been working on. Uh, All those folks and more, including the Riz, Case, Me, Sandman. Um, I got to get that. invite to Tony Ortiz. I'll get him in there, too. They all hang out in the Slack, the most intelligent Lions chat on the Internet. It's a great place to get your news and have a conversation, get questions answered, whether it's renovating your home all the way through uh, football stuff. It's really, really good stuff. Um, Great conversation. Beer channel. Beer channel. Beer channel. Riz spends a lot of time in the beer channel. If you really want to get (laughs) (laughs) questions into Riz, that's where to hit him up at. So how do you get access to the Slack As little as a dollar a month, donations to the Patreon get you in there, and we'll get you access to the Slack. Of course, we'll take more, but you will enjoy that conversation. And it actually comes up in a a phone call from a a listener today. Give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, Instagram Detroit Lions podcast, and on Twitter at DET Lions podcast. Give us that follow, DET Lions podcast. Uh, It's the best place to see Case. With no pants on. (laughs) Just wait till Friday. Uh, Subscribe to us on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. And of course. YouTube.com slash DLP clips. If you ain't got the time, we've got the time for you. Little short clips. Digestible chunks. Not previously digested chunks. (laughs) It's good stuff for reference and a great way to get a a hold of some of the action in a a very quick way. YouTube.com slash DLP clips. Rate us iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you find us. Hit us up over there. Give us those five stars. We appreciate those five stars. If you can't find it in your heart to share five stars, then head on over to the subreddit and tell us why. We appreciate that. We want to know what we're doing or how we can improve, not what we're doing wrong. Or what we're doing wrong, whatever. It's probably case's fault. Uh, yeah, head on over. Give us the uh, give us the information. We'll work through with you and make sure that you can feel your way to five stars in the future. Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word, Detroit Lions Podcast. Or call us in the Lions line at 929-33 Lions, 929-335-4667. Leave a message and get a chance to hear yourself on the show.
1: Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review this week in Reddit.
2: All right, it's so time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And the first thing that I think is on top of everyone's mind, everybody wants to talk about is the Colts game. Who doesn't feel that? You guys got that? You got that Colts blood running? <laughs> I mean, woo, Look at that. Um. It Nobody was
4: nice play. to lose in a non-stressful manner for once. <laughs> I don't know how to better put that. Like I knew, wow. I knew, you know. That is gilding. by the end of the third quarter, I didn't have to like. I, I didn't have to let my you know blood pressure kill me yeah, for the next kn- hour. You knew so.
3: that one was done. So, uh, as you guys know, I have to watch two games at the same time on Sundays. Um, mm-hmm. After about the midway point of the third quarter. I turned the Lions game off. Well, it was still on, but I wasn't watching it. A lot. I focused exclusively on the Browns, their mm-hmm. own humiliating loss. And uh, I didn't miss anything in the Lions game. I got caught up on on watching uh, mm-hmm. the indie broadcast feed and then the All-22 uh, the next day. Or actually, I I spent my election day watching all 22, and that was a, a frustrating way to spend a frustrating
4: day.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Could have been watching the election and been even more frustrated. So, I mean. <laughs> it, was, uh, um. it was just like. My number one takeaway, aside from the fact that,
3: that there was a lot of things that the Lions did wrong, the Colts are good, and they are a, they are a good in a way that the Lions cannot handle. Yeah. They're very physical on both lines of scrimmage, yep. and they're smart. And smart physical teams are going to give the Lions fits and the Colts did it,
4: which worries me about our upcoming
3: game for that exact same reason. It worries me about every upcoming game, because even even the
4: bad teams that are left on the Lions schedule, they at least are like they're going to punch you in the mouth. I think we actually match up relatively well with the Packers, but uh, not so much with the Vikings if the Vikings continue to play the way they played this last week. But
2: yeah, yeah,
4: um, yeah.
2: Um, yep. I think, I think, and we talked about that in the post game, the lions were just destroyed in the trenches. This is a, we were beaten by a team who built their team. It's not, they didn't build it in the quarterback. They didn't build in the secondary. They're a team that is built and very, very strong in the trenches. And that's, they just manhandled the lions up front. That's what got the pressure on Stafford. That's what got the, you know, the kept the defense at bay, allowed Phillip rivers. Who's, you know, look, he's a, he's a, how, how does it say? He's the corpse of Phillips rivers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, go out there and perform as well as he did. So um, it's, it's a testament to a little bit of that old school, how you build your team for football. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it was it was just a tough matchup. And you, know, like, you got to give the Colts credit. Getting DeForest Buckner was a brilliant move for them. Yeah. Um, he made Ragnow look bad. And we, we know that Frank Ragnow is a really good mm-hmm. center. I don't think anybody's going to dispute that. He got his ass kicked. Yeah, (laughs) no way around. Oh, definitely. Uh, And 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 he was he was better than the guards. Uh, That's uh, that's 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 the story. Adrian Peterson got seven yards on his first carry. After that, the Lions did not gain a yard on the ground.
2: Yeah, what did did
4: Swift end up with? He had he had a team high six carries, but (laughs) he had he had one yard on six (laughs) carries. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know what? You know why? Just so you know. It's because he spent his time on the sideline instead of prepping, uh, signing a ball for our St. Jude charity auction. Sure. Well, it's our <laughs> fault. then. Curse him. Those damn kids. <laughs> my five, if 000. it weren't for us meddling podcasts, he'd have gotten away with them all, too.
3: No, I mean, it, there's not a lot to say about the whole scheme. That was it was a bad matchup. They did not execute well. Stafford was not his sharpest oh. um, and got progressively worse from what right. I saw of it. That's that, what I, that was frustrating. That was definitely frustrating. If you want to go off on Stafford, he's got to play better if they have any chance to win, and he did not in that game, and that's going to make a lot of people very happy, oddly enough, the people who want him to fail. Um, I'm not one of them, but no. I I understand that those people litter my Twitter timeline all the
2: time. <laughs> the Kellen Moore fans. And <laughs> I,
3: I, w- I would wish that he... Uh, I wish they had less fodder because uh, I can't argue back with him this way because he was he was not good. He, and, and now his receivers, my God, Marvin Jones is done. Even his touchdown catches, plural, had he had a guy with both hands on him both times. Yeah. yeah. Stafford well, Kenny Galladay, to too. so freaking perfect. Kenny Galladay, too. That was the worst too. game I've seen Galladay play. Yep. Yeah. Zero, and- ca- zero catches on four targets. Two of them hit at least one hand he was not open at all and that was before he got hurt yep. and by the way he also did not try to block in the run game no. for a guy who's trying to earn a big contract
4: you yeah. might want to try yeah <laughs> yeah yep. i've been worried about this like this potential diva turn for him for a while now i talked about it last year and i thought maybe i was maybe i was just reading the tea leaves and 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 getting a little high on my own supply or whatever but <laughs> i i think he's he is. I am concerned about him from an attitude standpoint uh, going forward um, and to the Stafford point. I thought Stafford was playing well for the first half. He did throw the ugliest pick maybe that I've ever seen him throw. That was maybe well, the worst that throw one. that <laughs> I have ever seen him well yes yeah. and i it, you know that's not to say we haven't seen a few stinkers over the years but <laughs> it was a bad one it was a really bad one well um, like i said though i i mean i think he was playing pretty well in the first half but you consistently put your quarterback in third and long that they were doing on almost every set of downs you put them in a tough spot and you force them into making sometimes questionable decisions
2: Yeah. And I mean, for the Stafford haters, if you really wanted something to to feed your frenzy, boy, Carlos came out with something pretty quick. Just tearing. I mean, I think the, the headline was, it's Matthew Stafford's fall that the Lions lost or something. I mean, that was effectively what it was. Did you see that, Riz? I mean, that was Carlos. He's got, I tried to ignore he's got it. those ready, man. <laughs> he's just got a pocket that's, full of
3: bad articles. That's bad just takes, embarrassing. That is that is that is rag journalism. It needs to go away. Yeah. I careful, hate that. Careful. Like, we're going like blame- to get
4: in trouble if we, if we talk bad about... <laughs> quote-unquote other journalists. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. Well, the, the,
3: yeah, the, the Slack bot will hit me too. I don't want that. Um, I'll just say this, that there's there's a business model out there that I wish was not so successful of courting that sort of... The, the fans who will buy into Yeah, that. of course. Yeah. Um, they are not my audience. I don't want them in my audience. I understand that there's a need for them, but I just really... I resent that as somebody who tries to go about it a different way. It
2: seems like a bad business model to charge people money to make them mad. I don't know. It just feels like that's not going to be sustainable over it's, the long haul.
3: Uh, <laughs> dude, it works though. It, it, it really works. Porn, it, let
2: me, let like, me put, let me, you know, well, I think we'll, we'll find it. It's like that the it old
3: worked. Howard Stern thing. Like people who liked Howard Stern listened for like 30 minutes and people who hated him listened for two hours.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I just I, there's the, that's there been happening to me lately with
4: uh, what's his name on the morning on Fox Sports um, before Dan Patrick. I can't think of his name. I don't know. We Clay. I don't, don't have an affiliate here. Is it Clay? I don't know. Clay Travis. Yeah, I can't stand oh, him. I absolutely can't stand him. But sometimes I find myself just see, that's the having a real hard
2: time changing the channel. You're paying money for that. Like you're not you're not paying money for that, I mean, right? It, you're yes, spending but, time. Yeah. You got to spend money to to read Carlos's stuff, and like you get an article or two or whatever. But it's it's all it's pay for it. There's a reason the Athletic works, right? <laughs> they 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 actually have honest, good, solid journalism going, right. that they charge money for it's yes, quality product. You know what I mean? The I I just think people aren't going to dive into the clickbait world when you have to pay for it. I think they're going to do one or two. Maybe a month, maybe two, and then they're just going to be saying, "You know what? This does, this isn't better for me. This isn't a good use of my time or my money." So we'll see. We'll see how it works. It's a bold. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> All right, let's see.
4: Our um, chat's a little quieter than usual today. Yeah,
2: yeah. People are not feeling good. Hey, Aaron, how you doing there, brother? Um,
4: people are high anxiety, are to be online. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't blame anyone. I, I haven't slept well for the last couple nights, so.
2: I'm sleeping like a baby. Um, it, all that stuff happens. All that stuff that's happening, it ain't happening to you. You're okay. You'll be fine. We'll all be fine. We've been fine for years. We'll be fine for more. All right. Hey, I'm going to take a call quick. We had it. This is a little bit long. Uh, I want everybody to kind of to kind of listen to this. It was an interesting take. I I haven't heard it directly. I've only uh, read it because it had a transcription. But uh, it's I'm a ghost. Ooh, ooh, and uh, from the subreddit, he usually has a pretty good take. Let's uh, let's bring him in
0: here. Oh, yeah. Hey, DLP crew, I'm a ghost dude here from the uh, subreddit and uh, mainly now from the Slack chat these days. So thank you for uh, putting that together, Chris. I've uh, really enjoyed it in there uh, lately. Um, I uh, just got done uh, listening to the postgame pod, uh, and then yesterday I rewatched the game a good amount. And uh, after looking at beat writers' takes on the game, after you know looking at people in the Slack and the subreddits, and after hearing you guys' takes, I think that I honestly, after my rewatch anyway, I really feel like uh like I have a much more optimistic take on on how that all went down and what if you know and, and that we can play, you know, the rest of the teams going forward at at the very least competitively, but also we probably can, you know, snag at least two or three of these next ones that we need to snag, um, even with Flowers and, and Kenny uh, probably gonna be out for most of those games. So um it's probably gonna be a two parter this one uh this voicemail because uh there's just a lot to to talk about i'd say but (laughs) i think the main point of it all is that is that we played like 90 to 95 percent of those i'd say 90 percent of those plays that game were neck and neck with the colts like we were hitting them they were hitting us um they might have gotten a little bit better uh of the better of us on on you know, on a few more than we did of them, but like they were, it was really close. It was not a route like so many people were trying to make it out to be. Even though the score at the end looked like a route, it was not. It was like the opposite of the Saints game, where the Saints game we only ended up losing by a touchdown, but we got scored we had five touchdowns consecutively scored on us all game and uh no one would deny that we got routed that game. Um in the Packers game we got routed I would say. But not this game, I don't think um I, I think you know, the final score, yes, it looked like we got routed. But I think that the, the plays that we had, we had a front seven that was actually playing really well, I thought. Their pass rush was, uh, was surprisingly good against that Colts O-line. Uh, Their run defense was surprisingly good against that Colts O-line. Um, they only allowed like 60 yards through the first three quarters, which is pretty solid, I think, and uh, against that O-line. And, uh, and then they allowed 60 more in the fourth, but, you know, I will get to that, uh, probably in the second part of, of this, if you guys will be, uh, gracious enough to play it for the pod. Um, but yeah, I think that the, uh, the, the secondary was trash, and that's a big part of what, you know, led to our defense's demise, uh, Sunday, but our front seven was really carrying them, I thought, really well for most of the game. Um, and I think our offense was doing surprisingly well considering we had zero run game and we were out without Galladay. Met um, Stafford still was keeping us going and, and even in the face of all of that pressure, um, he was just, he was carrying us really well, I thought, except for that one play where he threw that pick six, that, and I'll get back to that in the second part of this uh, message, but like...
2: Oh, yeah, there it is.
3: There it is. Okay, don't okay. break. <laughs> I love the self-awareness. That's awesome. <laughs>
2: yeah for sure hold on let me get the second one here
0: all right part two um i I do want to start out like part two here as well by um just kind of going over real quick that our offense and the colts offense they were basically uh you know the exact same in terms of production on day we had 380 some yards of offense they had total offense they had three hundred eighty some yards of total offense um you know, they're, uh, they're they were seven and fourteen on third down conversions, we were seven and fourteen on third down conversions, they were bailed out uh on third down conversions, they had, they had two first downs from penalties, we had only one. Um but there are two that they got were both pretty huge. There was the erase sack, that was uh yeah. you know, one of the three big moments I'd say that really uh hurt us in that game and, and made the difference in the end. Um we had stopped them on third down. We, I mean, they deserved to punt the ball. The Colts' offense at that point deserved to punt the ball because they had three chances and they failed, and we sacked them on the last one. And then they were bailed out by a kid bullshit straps, ball. kids. Uh, it, it was a soft call. It might have been technically the, the right call, um, but it was very soft. People get away with <laughs> taking the quarterback down rather late all the time, and, and it wasn't even like they landed on him or anything. It was very, very soft. And then, of course, what preceded or what followed it was even worse, which is. Rivers was punching, it was like pushing and punching a Lions player, I think it was Okwara, and the ref had to literally pull Rivers off of the Lions player. It wasn't that they had to save Rivers from the Lions, it was they had to pull Rivers off a Lions player, but then he proceeds to, he hadn't even thrown the flag yet, he proceeds to throw the flag after ripping their quarterback off the ball player who was trying to beat the shit out of him, he called the flag against the Lions for unnecessary roughness, and I'm just laughing at how bullshit that is. That should have at least been negated. Uh, negating penalties, I think It was shot
4: um, but no, the Colts,
0: uh, you know, got to beat up on our guys at the end of that play and no repercussions. Then they get to score. Um, another, you know, instance where they got bailed out again was the Coleman P I call again, Coleman probably deserved it, but I don't think P I should be stopped all like that. And so I think that they got 43 yards that, you know, since the second quarter, they had not sniffed the red zone. And then it was the beginning of the fourth quarter and they get the, you know, P I call and they're uh, they scored the touchdown shortly after um, and then it's only a two-score game, full fourth quarter left, and then Stafford throws his pick, and that's, uh, that's going to hurt you um, big time, and it's going to crush you because that's three touchdowns you have to come back now, and the guy who's supposed to be leading that comeback just threw a disgustingly bad pick. It was so bad. It was rookie-level bullshit. So um, I just think the defense uh, played really well. The front seven did, and uh, and I think we can build off of that, I hope, going forward. So anyway, um, yeah, I'll see you guys next week. That's the Lions.
4: I like this. Just have him call in every week. We don't have to do anything. Just as I was thinking the exact (laughs) same thing. He used to call into the radio show when I'm on, too. (laughs) ESPN 96.1 Fridays, three to six. Call in. There you go. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with everything he said, but I do. I did think that we were, especially through the first half of the game, that we were trading blows equally with them. It wasn't like it was a runaway from the beginning or anything.
2: Yeah. yeah, no, 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 I, I agree. And I think, look, it, you, those penalties early historically have cost the Lions. They're They. they they're not as immature a team as they were before, where mm-hmm. when something like that happens early, they just lose control and they fall apart. That didn't happen. But absolutely. And I'll, I'll say just as an add on to the Jim Schwartz here. Right. Um, the uh, the pass interference on Justin Coleman, uh, they threw they didn't throw a pass interference. On the exact same play, um, going the other way, and um, it was at, it was at the one or the right at the at the pylon. I think it was Hawkinson or Jones. I don't remember. It might have been. I could remember. I, it, was, I it was
3: Hawkinson. I know what player you're talking yep. about. It was exactly he, he the was going. Same he was going play. like this to go up, and the the arm. He got hit right here on the arm, and he couldn't quite get it out there. Yep, yep. And it wasn't a great throw, and I think that was part of, of why, and he also didn't try to sell it whatsoever either, which right. was frustrating.
2: That didn't do anybody any, any favors, no. But that, that one was like, it's like, so that's just the world, that's inconsistency in the NFL, that's the way the game kind of bounces anymore, and, and the way it works, so it's terrible, I hate it. The one where they threw the flag, and his explanation would have been fine, except He's breaking up the scrum and Philip Rivers is throwing punches. I'm not buying that. He wasn't he wasn't paying attention to that at, at all at all. I don't want to say at all, but he, that's not what he was paying attention to. And uh, that flag was they also I have didn't to throw blow one the
3: whistle. To. They didn't blow the whistle. Yeah, they well, just assumed that everybody would stop. You play through the damn whistle. That yeah. really bothered me. It happened in a college game this weekend, too, where the almost the exact same penalty, except in that one, it was a TCU game. He actually fell on the quarterback instead of pulling the quarterback down on himself, so he'll end up getting the penalty for that, which is much more justifiable than what Shelton did. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's oh, for sure. That 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 was a poor moment for for the officials there.
4: Yeah. And, Speaking and I, of flags, real quick, yeah, yeah. Aaron Fletcher, your uh, your comment got flagged. I had to I had to allow it through.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Peneesini. He's yeah. he's got a great Peneesini line of. Uh, of comments (laughs) the (laughs) Penn it's been great oh my god what a pickup i mean can we just trade away our first three rounds of draft picks and then just 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 load up on on as many fourth fifth sixth round (laughs) picks as possible yeah my goodness or um maybe get mayhew at least to swing for the fences for the first three and then let quinn take over for the bottom end of the draft yeah yeah
3: now we understand why they weren't why they weren't buyers at the train, at the trade deadline because they they're really good with the late round picks and that's all that was going this week. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, For the yep. last couple of weeks really.
2: All right. So, what do you think about the idea that the um the Lions were um matched up well? I, li- I really I like the idea where he said it wasn't a blowout like the score would indicate, where the Saints was a blowout and the and the score didn't indicate it. I think we were bested. I think the Lions are a team that's um, not competing with great teams and not going to compete with the greats, at least not this year. Um, are they better than we they are were last okay. year? I think we're better than we were last year. I think we're. I, th- I feel like we've got a better team. I think we're better coach. I would agree with that. Yeah. I think the whole league's better though, and I think and we got a tough schedule against some pretty tough teams this year. I don't know that the the record's going to reflect it, but how about you guys? Where, where's your head at on, on on that? Was was this a blowout or not? We'll start there.
3: I I think it got out of hand. Yeah. Um, Early, early on, it was very competitive. I do think that the pick six took all the life out of the Lions. They, at that point, they Mm -hmm. knew they had lost. Yeah. And, uh, I I think it turned after that. That was, uh, you you could tell much more from the defense than the offense, quite honestly. The offense knew that they could still get out there and try to score. Um, even though the Colts defense is really good, the defense after that was just, I don't want to say they were just going through the motions, but there wasn't the, Fire behind it. At, at that point in the game, if if Danny Shelton is getting near Philip Rivers, it was because you know it, it was very late. You know, it just their, their their manly vigor just wasn't there after that.
2: Wow, I like the way you put that. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting a manly vigor comment this, this week.
4: Yeah, no, I like I said already. I you know I thought we were doing a pretty good job trading them blow for blow in the first half, It just it's it, it's tough. Once the wheels come off, it's tough. Um, but I, I did think that, you know, I think if they played that game 10 times, they might win two times. You know Maybe. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: And, and I thought going into it, it was one of those where if they played 50 times, each team would win 25. And that was not the impression that I got coming out. Because I, I watched the Colts a couple weeks ago lose to the Browns and it wasn't the Browns' best game. And This was a much better Colts team. It helped that they had Darius Leonard and and left tackle Anthony Costanzo. Uh, Man, their their defense really made an impression on me. And it's one of those things that lingers for me because the way that the Colts did that, the Lions are going to be vulnerable to that no matter what they try to do. That's just the style that they are. And uh, that's... That was troubling for me, quite honestly. Now not now not everybody has a DeForest Buckner or a Darius Leonard, um, or Anthony Walker or a Justin Houston, thankfully. Um Ty- 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 Tyquan Lewis getting two sacks and being unblockable. Um may- oh, I don't want to go off on, on big V, but uh dude's a problem.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. We were definitely doing better before he was in the lineup. It's 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 nice. Um all right. Well, Uh, Oh, good question from Brandon before we move on. Do you think the two weeks the Colts had to study the Lions helped a whole lot plus the rest?
4: I mean, you're going to rest and
3: health more than anything
4: else. Yeah. You never want to play a team coming off their bye. It's never an advantage.
2: No, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, Okay, let me let me talk about something really quick. I got a I got a ping on this. Um, These guys are awesome. I'm just going to tell you. Diamond CBD is literally the best sponsor in the world, period. They're sponsoring 10 hours of the St. Jude Podcast-a-thon. They, I just got a box, a giant box. Let me just get a grab of oh. giveaways today for the show. Does that make that's you a big box? Trafficker? That's a That's a. <laughs> That's a lot of CBD, my friends. <laughs> Don't it, leave the state. It's legal in all fifty states. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are awesome. They, they, I'm telling you, they they they're sponsored. There's giveaways we're going to be giving away for the the biggest donor each hour. Uh, we got gummies. We got creams. We got a monthly. Call this thing I got I got to get this right. Um the the box of the month now. I was in a different, <laughs> there's a box of the month club that I was in. It was different, but this one, this one is a great, great deal. Uh, it comes with uh, the the one that I got here has slippers, has oil, has gummies, has a whole bunch of stuff in it. Uh, these are all going to be prize packages for folks uh, during the St. Jude uh, giveaway. I'm going to, and I'll tell you, like I said, you guys see look, my now empty, umpteenth jar of this stuff um this stuff is great it is so helpful uh sleep pain anxiety whatever it doesn't get you high um now this chill line does give you a a heck of a body buzz but you can do whatever you want with that right uh it's their delta eight line but Mm. it's you you think clearly you think straight you feel great and it makes just that those aches and pains go away the cream um you rub it on it's good to go check it out cbd.detroitlinespodcast.com. if you thought about using cbd historically or in the past and haven't gotten around to it. I, I can't tell you. Everybody has been getting back with me and telling me how great this stuff is and how well it's working for them. Uh, it's And I I wouldn't be put talking about it if it wasn't awesome stuff. I really wouldn't. We wouldn't talk about it on the show. The last thing I'd want to do is get people to go spend money and then get mad at us because they bought something that, that was garbage or didn't work or whatever. So Com. We've got a coupon code for you now. They set this up. Uh, it's Lions. What a great word. Use the word Lions. You'll get 55% off. Now, they do have sales, and some of the stuff it runs higher, uh, 60 65% off on some stuff. So you'll get the higher rate on those things. But if you use Lions, no matter what, you'll automatically get 55% off everything you buy. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Use that code Lions and get yourself hooked up with some of the greatest stuff amazing, uh, out there. All right. Let's talk about the Lions and building this team. Uh, I hate to use the phrase buyers or sellers because the trade deadline was on uh, election day uh, just before the, the, the votes rolled in um, and there wasn't a whole lot of action going on, but there is a whole lot of action going on in Lions and I want to talk about that. Um, and in the most Lions thing ever, we add Everson Griffin for edge help and lose Trey Flowers all <laughs> in a couple of days of yep. each other. Um, yep. We've got that. We've got Kenny Galladay, who's out for a couple of weeks. I think it's a hip flexor, which stinks. Mm-hmm. You go from a hammy to a hip flexor. That's it's everything's about the hips, baby. Everything's about the hips. Uh, and then the big news: Matthew Stafford on the reserve COVID list, and Jared Davis also on the reserve COVID list. Let's let's start with Stafford and Davis. Uh, Riz, if you can give us kind of your your report on where things are, and what's going on. Uh, this news broke today at four o'clock from the Lions. What do you yeah, for so us,
3: um, they are separate. They are not related. They just happen to coincidentally be on the same team. Jared Davis, from what we understand, did test positive. They have not come out and said that, and he has not acknowledged it. But the fact that they put him on the list right away and he has not been at the building either day leads you to conclude that he probably tested positive. Uh, so he will not be playing for at least two weeks. Uh, Stafford is different. Stafford was not placed on the COVID reserve list. He just was told to stay away. Um, When you go on the COVID reserve list, you wind up being, um, you get get somebody to take your place on the roster. He is still technically on the roster, which means that there is an outside chance he can play. Um, There's a timeline on it. You have to have five negative tests. That would be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. He's flying on a private plane on his own on Sunday to Minnesota Presuming that he passes his other tests, we don't know the Wednesday test result. He took it this morning. If he's if if all that happens, he can play. Now, if he wow. if he doesn't pass all of those tests, or if one of them is like one of those can't be determined, then he won't be able to play in a Chase Daniel time, and that's just not fun for anybody. So pray that he passes all of his tests.
4: Hey, hey, um, hey! Now, gets through it. <laughs> Chase Daniel has a two and zero record against the Vikings as a starter.
2: I have to give credit to Hatori Hanzo, who's who's always hanging out. Love it. Uh, in the chat, he said, I'll take he's going to take Stafford's uh, COVID by osmosis. And he's going to do it for uh, for Detroit. <laughs> and then we got um, Riley Dawson. At least Chase Daniels is a Viking killer if it comes to that.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, he is 2-0. and oh. Wow, That's QB sad. wins. That's like You're, Tua getting credit yeah. for the win last weekend when he threw oh. it for 83 yards. <laughs> <laughs> Those were an important 83. Those were impact. They always count against us. We should use them to our advantage now. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. So, so there, it's not it's not ruled it's
3: not ruled out that Stafford will not play, but it's going to take a lot. Like, remember when Nick Saban got tested positive, and then he wound up testing negative. Like all the times so they they tested him, like every ten minutes, so he would get enough negative tests and wound up sure. being on the sideline. Yep. That's the status that Stafford is in. Yeah.
2: Dang it! Dang it! Dang it! But I mean, at least he's doing the whole. The whole flying out there on the private jet. I mean, there's a chance, right? And you're saying there's a chance, and that's what it's always yes, got. as fan yeah. is saying there's a chance. Score, Ohio scores. Thanks, Brandon. That's for you. Uh,
3: now the other thing is, is that he can't sure. practice for the rest of the week, which is frustrating.
2: Ohio missed the PAT though. Just saying so you know.
3: We had two. We had two great <laughs> kickers. And I missed Louis Zervos already.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to rub it in. All right. Um, yeah. No. This is some. So let's. Okay. So we got Stafford. We got Davis down um davis is automatically two weeks right because he is positive test and he's done right correct okay yes. so we're not going to see him and his his eloquent blitzing powers for a for a little bit um he could in theory play
3: next week although i no, i think he has to be on for 14 days somebody will correct me if i'm wrong on that but i believe he has I to be I, on I the don't for know the 14 details, days. But, all right yeah okay it so- could be worse though it could be the ravens they have Ooh. six starters on defense on their COVID reserve list right now. And one of them, Marlon Humphrey, did test positive, so he's out for a while. And Ronnie Stanley, their all-pro left tackle, broke his ankle, so the Ravens are hurting too. Ouch. It's not just it's not just the Lions that are, that are getting shuffled around. And the Thursday night game, by the way, the San Francisco 49ers shut down their team facility today on Wednesday because of possible positive tests. The Packers have their own positive test issues. They played a guy who tested positive on Sunday because the test didn't come back until after the game.
4: <laughs> uh, it's a rough week, man. <laughs> ooh,
1: ooh. Ooh. boy!
4: No, uh. just, just for the sake of, um, okay. So I want to talk Trey flowers for a minute. Hang, uh, sorry to no, he, he here, needs but, he needs
2: to be brought up too. That's where we're going. Um, Leave us in.
4: It's there is the difference this year. And I think most of our listeners are probably aware of that. Um, that, if he goes on IR now, he can come back in three weeks, theoretically, if right. he's healthy. right? He has to and miss
3: three games, but that's that's all he has to miss if he right, can play.
4: Right, right. I don't want to back, up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> back off. Okay. I know man. what you're talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, and, and, and we still don't... Riz, you might be able to correct me on this, but we still don't exactly know what the... It, it was something with his right arm, but the I have not end heard or um, specifics I of his injury are somewhat a mystery.
3: I asked a couple of people, and nobody nobody has a good answer. And you're sure as hell not going to get that from the Lions, no. right? <laughs> so today's so today's Patricia conf- press conference was all about um uh Minnes like the Minnesota connection and all that crap. So it wasn't like you know they were going over it in great detail. So that was. He artfully dodged questions as Matt Patricia often does from that standpoint, the artful Dodger,
2: (laughs) the artful Dodger. I love it. Okay. Um, does he know Clayton Kershaw speaking of the Dodgers? Sorry. I had to make that. The reference. All right, so we got Trey Flowers, out. Kenny Galladay, um, hip flexor. That's pretty pretty important for a guy that runs for a living. Uh, also jumps and um, then gets hit by three guys as he tries to catch uh, a ball. Um, for a
3: dude who's not fast. That's a that's a really bad injury to have if you can't. Because yeah. uh, just think about think. Okay, it, it's it where he's hurt is the the top and inside of his hip. Just try to like keep that immobile and like reach out and try to grab something that's far away from you. You can't do it, so it's a limiting physical injury. It's going to be hopefully he's okay enough that he can play through it, but it, even if he's like quote unquote healthy, it's going to bother him,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And even, yeah, it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to bother him for a while. It's right. like, I mean. Possibly the rest of the season, even when he comes back healthy and I'm look, Kenny, Kenny Galladay. I'm not an anti anti Galladay. Let me put it that way. Um, I, Kenny Galladay. I like him. I just don't think he's the number one wide receiver. Right. He is for the Lions because of how decimated or the dearth of talent we have at that position. But um he's he's a one b really i think at at best and his injuries lead to that whole idea availability is a really really key um key ta- ability to have and and that ability just isn't isn't hitting for him he's he's getting injured a lot he's taking those hits because of the separation issue love those hands love those hands but um he's not doing himself favors with the injury uh, his durability piece and um that may Again, if I'm the Lions, I'm not going to offer him that really, really big deal. Which means he he may well go somewhere else, and and I I can't blame him. I can't blame him for not paying him all the money that people think he should be paid because I don't think he's able. To, he's he's quite earned it. He's I love the guy. I love him. I want him on the right, Lions. So, so
3: let's right? let's let's go to a different spa- spot on that. Let's say he was healthy at the trade deadline. Would you have tried to trade him away?
2: No. You can't no unless you. I mean, unless you're you're all in on a rebuild because you've got nobody right. behind him, right? You you, if anything, you need to buy wide receivers right now, and you got a guy who's a number two, a, a good number two wide receiver. I I think you go out and you find your number one and your number three.
3: But if you don't think he's coming back, why would you not I try what to what get something I for him? Sorry,
2: um, yeah. I think he's going to test the market, and I think the team knows he's probably not going to get. What he's testing the market for now is this. What this injury? I don't know. Like you know, oh my back hurts. That's a great injury that is hard to test for, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know about I don't know about this type of injury. I don't know how they can can look at it and, and whether you know you know what they can see through imaging and all that. My son has recently said maybe radiology has is, is his space. So in a couple of years, maybe I can do, be better with this or have an expert. But uh, the the reality is is that I. I have no idea, but injured like that, he's not worth anything at the trade deadline, right? You're not going to get anything, for right? Him. And
3: and I think that was that sort of put an end to that argument before we ever got to have it, which was a little disappointing because I, uh, if you were going to get back more than a, a third round comp pick, which is what you will get when he leaves, um, whether you whether it's in 2021 or 2022, because if, if my personal theory, and this is just my theory is that he? they will franchise tag him this offseason because I don't, th- I don't think they want to be committed to him long-term, but they also know that they can't afford to let him go because they don't have anybody else. Yeah. yeah. So I think, they'll, I think they'll kick that can down the road. But if you could have gotten a second round and a fifth round pick for him, I would have taken it. I would have taken it and run. Oh, yeah. Obviously, that's oh, just hypothetical yeah. because it didn't wind up being that way. But uh, anything more than that third round pick, I would have taken for him. But at, you're, at but six, you're, so, you're yeah.
2: admitting you're done with the season at that point. Right. Yes. And then if you're, admitting yes. you're this, this team season.
3: is, this team is not winning more than four, three or four more games.
2: They're <laughs> if not. You're, if you're admitting you're done with the season, then you're admitting you're done with your job if you're mad Patricia. Right. And <laughs> that's a hard so, one to so, swallow. That's a hard <laughs> <laughs> pill to swallow.
3: <laughs> I, I would say from, from Bob Quinn's standpoint, if you're looking from a roster construct standpoint, I'll keep using Patricia's words against him. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you've got to look for the future. If you know, he's not, this is the golden Tate situation. You know, that golden Tate was not going to come back and you knew even after you had just bought snacks and then just because we had just bought Everson Griffin, it was the exact same situation. They knew that they weren't going to get back. The Tate wasn't going to be back and they got an equivalent pick for him. They got a third round pick. They wasted it of course, but they got it back and it was higher than a comp pick. That was their rationale for getting rid of him. They're in the same spot now, they are fairly closer to a playoff berth. I mean, at, at three and four, you have a path to get to eight and eight, and I don't think you can get any more than that. We're talking about path
2: stories yesterday. Go ahead. <laughs> the, <Path laughs> to victory to jump, right the dude from CNN with all the, yeah. <laughs> with the
3: touch screens. That guy was awesome, by the way. <laughs> that, that, that's a very impressive thing. If you've ever tried to be on camera and use like touch stuff like that, Dude, dude's really good at his job. Whether you like his politics or not, he's really good at his job. The
2: early <laughs> days of teleprompters were always hilarious because you always, you know, you got the guy because you're drawing and you're seeing it on the screen. You're not know, seeing it where you're drawing. And these guys are, I mean, they did not right. even use a mouse back then. Right. So they're, it's horrible. It's so fun. Anyway. All right. So hey, so so that's so that's where I was at with, with
3: the, the buying versus selling angle on Galladay. I would have tried to assault saw him. Obviously, it was a moot point because he was hurt. I would have tried to have sold off Will Harris. I would have tried to have sold off any number of players who I don't think are part of the long-term solution to the team. But as you brought up, Chris, you're, you're at a regime that's at a bit of a crossroads. You don't know if you're playing for your future or if you're helping the next guy. And I understand that dynamic is probably why they didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. They're not in burn it all down. I don't give an F. Um, I prefer mode.
4: (laughs) (laughs) gasoline <laughs> um, mode <laughs> here's a here's a question for you jeff um i don't know much about the upcoming draft class um and i won't until after the nfl season is over but from what little i do know it looks like there's quite a few wide receiver prospects oh, yeah that that yeah. could uh that could fill fill the holes that we need to fill so if they were to let Galladay walk Obviously, we'd need more than one because we probably, and even if I really like Marvin Jones, he's a low level wide receiver, two right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, unless he manages to, you know, come back in a major way, which I sure as hell hope he does because he's yeah. one of my favorite Lions yeah. over the last decade. But, um, agreed. But,
3: yeah, it's, I mean, it's a it's a great wide receiver class. It was it's high end. It's not as deep as last year's class was in terms of impact immediate sure. impact talent. But um, like Jalen Smith, um, or not no, Jalen Waddle, um, the, the other Smith from from Alabama. Um, Bateman is good mm-hmm. from 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 Penn State. There, there's a lot of really talented guys at the top who will be there. In the eight to fifteen range, yeah. that the Lions project to pick in. If all looking at
4: Chase cool. and Moore, and yeah, oh yeah, Rondale
3: Moore's a good one there. There's there are assets there. The the problem is is if you're drafting a wide receiver there, you're not drafting a pass rusher there. You're not drafting another. I think this team desperately needs a safety at some point too. Um, And uh, Tracy Walker has been a bitter disappointment this year and Will Harris can't play. Deron Harmon just came off an awful game. So I'm feeling a little bit bad about him right now, even though he's been good for the most part this Mm -hmm. year. I I wanted to take wide receivers plural last year Mm -hmm. in a historically great class and they took two running backs instead. Mm -hmm. They have more depth at running back than any team I've ever seen doesn't matter because they don't try to run the ball. They can't run the ball. It's
2: they give it to Adrian. P- they wind up all oh. this capital, all this youth, and they give it to Adrian Peters. Well,
4: and it's so That's weird so too because I mean, it's PFF the, has them, the, had them oh. before this last week as the best run blocking group, like or or, or uh, at least for the one game run anyway. So like, they, it's, uh, it's running, not like they're running. incapable of doing it. They just they they do do it in such weird and and.
2: What were the efficient Riz, ways? Their run blocking was like number one, but the run, they were like what? 17 or 19 yeah. or something stupid. 19th. Like that? 19th. I mean, yeah. you've got the running. And so of so wrong.
3: So, so Peterson is, has worn down. He, he's teams have figured out how to defend him. Basically. Mm-hmm. Um, Swift is shocking after this much time in the league. Yeah, I know. Mean. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Swift has been good. Not great. Uh, he, he, He's the guy that needs a clean path in front of him when he gets the ball. Mm-hmm. If he sees that, he's gonna be really good. But he he I, I swear to God, he's Amir Abdullah reincarnated. He really is. Very similar running styles, mm-hmm. very same. They he think they're the better. They are.
4: <laughs> yep. well, that's not saying a lot, <laughs> but yeah, he does deserve that.
3: Um uh, and his pass protection's been oh, it was brutal last week. I I that was one PFF graded him very well in pass protection. I didn't see that at all when i watched uh, so that you know he's got to be better but the, the the other side of it is when you have a quarterback like matthew stafford who's dangerous and you have a wide receiver that you were afraid of in kenny galladay and a tight end that you're afraid of in tj hawkinson teams want you to run the football they're going to make it easier for you to run because then you're not throwing at them mm-hmm. and i think that was something that if you watched the not so much the saints game but the two games around that, I think you saw the Lions opponents consciously want them to run the ball so they couldn't get attacked via the air. Mm-hmm. And that, that interestingly enough, is the way that Bill Belichick's defense used to, to attack people was that they would let you do that. So, OK, if you're playing Kurt Warner and and the, the Rams, the greatest show on turf. Mm-hmm. You Want them to try to run with Marshall Falk 40 times a game because you don't want him throwing to t- Torrey Holt and mm-hmm. Isaac Bruce and Nazakim because you can't cover all those guys. That's a trade off that they consciously would make. Uh, I don't know if that's going on right now with, with the Lions and, and certainly without Galladay. I think we'll learn that because the, the, the weapons just aren't there. But Mm-mm.
2: no, it's Ugh, just, yeah, it's, it's it's ugly, and and we didn't sell. We did a little bit of buying, but everything we bought was almost negated. was negated basically an injury. Um, we're kind of stagnating or we're not. We're not. It, we're, we're, it feels like we're in a deflationary cycle, actually. If I want to get stagflation, baby, 1979, all over again, (laughs) it is gas prices are through the roof. Interest rates are like insane. Can't buy, can't sell a house. It's horrible. Um, (laughs) That being said, what do you do? Well, you look to Jimmy Carter and that's probably what's going to (laughs) happen with the lion. There's like five people who understand what we're talking about right now. Chris. I know it's so funny uh case is like wow i was born in 82 you guys are ancient <laughs> 85 85 okay. low-end millennial there you go yeah, <sighs> you're low-end and more than that buddy okay <laughs> no, <laughs> um speaking of lost causes and desperate situations saint jude you've heard of saint jude <laughs>
4: That is a horrible way that's that Chris, that's a rough I'm really sorry. That was that is it's a good cause and I'm glad we're supporting it. Please don't put it like that
2: again. Well no, <laughs> Saint Jude is is the the saint of lost causes and desperate situations. And and yeah, yeah, we, we were talking yeah. about you and I was like, you know what? We need to invoke Saint Jude here. Yeah. So uh <laughs> Saint Jude, we are doing this Friday. This is it's the big broadcast. And I want to talk to you guys about it because there's a whole lot going on. Um We got Justin Rogers, we got Billy Sims, we got Wayne Fonts, we got um, Hank Fraley, we got Dan Orlovsky, we got Dean Blandino, Tony uh, Ortiz with Jim Brandsander and Dan Miller are joining. We're getting the band back together. They're going to join us for a bit. Lojack, Lawrence Jackson will be on there. Um, All kinds of great, great. Riz will be there how could I, say, why isn't he at the top uh, all those great great folks will be there um we're raising money you can see the banner we're r- rolling it up there at the top of the the broadcast on the youtube here you can see we're almost at 1700 dollars we're at 1679 69 cuz always we're at 69 nice on the show. <laughs> St. Jude, kids, oh God, Christmas for the kids! You can see the donors rolling by there. Thank you, everyone who has donated we've got a goal right now we're sending fifteen thousand, but we got this this charity auction that's coming. um I got a football signed from Jeff Okuda. I got a football signed from um DeAndre Swift. I got a couple Galladay jerseys. I got a Galladay helmet. I got a whole slew of stuff coming that's going to be available for the charity auction uh, for you guys to get great stuff. And all the proceeds of that, one hundred percent, will go to St. Jude. So, great stuff going. Um, Get in early if you don't mind. The first three hours, we have a commitment from uh, a great guy, and if we raise. $5,000 $5,000 in the first three hours, he's going to get a tattoo on his chest that says staff daddy. And not only that, wow! <laughs> not only that, he's going to do it live on stream. So we'll, he'll be, he'll, he'll be there getting the, the thing. He said, if we, you know, our goal is 25 K. He said, if we get to 30, he'll get a Jared Davis tattoo on his other side of his chest. <laughs> my, my man is in a hundred percent. Right. I mean, He's he's, wow. he's he said he's into getting funny tattoos and his kids love them and stuff, but this is this is I mean, this is next level stuff, right? This guy's wow. absolutely committed to helping us. So uh get in early. We start at nine AM on November sixth. So your whole work day, we're gonna be on. We'll be doing a lot of most of the interviews during the day. So while you're at work, you can tune in and listen. Uh, for those that miss them, we will replay those uh in the in the overnight hours for you guys to so you can see the different interviews and don't get left out because you're in a different time zone, different part of the world. We want to make sure you're covered as well. So we got all that going on um we have giveaways like i said tons of cbd to give away to folks um and and cbd products for for donations uh, a lot of other stuff going on so please 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 absolutely join us it's going to be a great time and we're gonna we're gonna really we're gonna really kill this for you guys so st jude in the mid time uh, yes riley you can bid on the auction if you're not in the usa uh, that was a question um in the meantime go to st slash dlp and case here's a quiz for you do you know what dlp stands for
4: i have no idea i didn't think so <laughs>
2: uh does lugen press uh no it's uh, detroit lions <laughs> podcast <laughs> <laughs> sorry i went to german um say <laughs> jude.org slash dlp go on in there and get yourself a uh a donation get your name on the screen we'll thank you we'll love you we'll give you all the great stuff a lot of really cool stuff coming on there all right let's do that we got that coming up friday and and we're gonna rely on you guys in the chat and the phone calls we'll do we take your calls the whole time i mean 24 hours of doing this is a long a long time. I mean the draft show is a long show and we've got something to watch with you guys, right? All oh, we're doing is staring at each other's mugs. And look at that. Look at that. those mugs on there. <laughs> uh oh.
4: Jeff had to take off. Oh god. <laughs> he was trying to warn you, but I missed you were that. busy. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Let me uh, real real it. quick interjection. Uh Kelly says on Instagram that her staff or is her Matt and the kids are all negative. So
2: Oh, that's great that that's really really good to hear.
4: Um and she apparently she's upset with the NFL again and I don't I don't know the full details of that. Well, if if I I assume that that kind of news will percolate, you know, over the next 8 hours to tomorrow morning and if you're trying to figure that out, you should be able to figure that out pretty easily. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right, let's move on um preview of the Vikings game case this is this is interesting coming off the two wins you had that step ladder up with the colts it was a game that uh felt like we could have won i still think we could have won that game you reroll it and play it again see what happens that's going to be interesting um i feel really confused now so i need you to help me understand what what to look for in this uh vikings game and what these Lions are going to do so so give it to me baby i am super concerned
4: um watching the way the vikings um lines played this last week and the way they just ran, ran and ran and ran against the Packers. Uh, Dalvin Cook, obviously, you know, four touchdown day for him, uh, which. Thank, thankfully for my fantasy team, but I was also rooting for the Vikings to win that game. But at the same time, to watch the way they won it gives me great cause for concern um, in in how the Lions will match up with them. I think their offensive line, I mean, obviously their offensive line is nowhere near as good as the Colts is, but they sure as hell held up, especially in the run game last week. And if we can't put, we can't put more pressure on cousins than we did on rivers. And it's not that we didn't get any pressure on rivers, but Hmm. I I am, I'm, I am just concerned. Let me put it that way. Um, it'll be a, a big game for Deshaun Hand. It'll be a big game for Everson Griffin uh, to show what those two guys can bring to the team because that's yeah. kind of those and, and O'Quara. O'quara um, is a big one. Too. So, I mean, uh, those are the guys that I'm keyed in on in this matchup. Um, the defensive line is absolutely 100% the... I feel like the only realistic way that we come out of this one with a win is if they have a big day and they haven't necessarily had a big day yet this year.
2: Right. Although the the Vikings present a good opportunity for them to do that. Um yeah. they, they, they are not an over the top offensive line like we had in the Colts. Um, this is a beatable group of people, which gives the opportunity for this line to show their ability to stop the run. Which is going to be important, right? Dalvin Cook is 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 going to be a key for the the Vikings, I think, uh, in this game. Because look, Kirk Cousins can can wing the ball, but there's a lot to that. Uh, that defensive line gets some pressure that um, and and stops the run. Those two things. That's I think that's the absolute key to the Lions winning this game. Um, if we can do those things, that'll keep them low scoring, and then we'll just have to make it work with the uh, the strangled corpse of a wide receiving core, right? That's really what we're looking at. Um, what do you think about on on the defensive side of the ball for the Vikings? Anything uh, jumping out at you that's scary? And Daniil Hunter isn't there. That's nice. They're, they're no, Griffin. not <laughs> as formidable by any
4: means um, as they have been uh, in the past few seasons. I think we saw that coming ahead of time. There was just too many uh-huh. mouths to feed in terms of salary issues and things like that. Yeah. So, um, but... I don't think either of us thinks that Mike Zimmer is a bad coach either. Um, And he is very reliable with putting together a stout defense. They have their, they've had their rough patches so far this year, but I think we're seeing the ascendance of this team right now towards where they probably should have been earlier in the year. And uh, it's going to be it. If we're able to pull out a victory against them, that's like, I, I I think I think the Vikings think after last week, they could still make the playoffs. I think they feel like they could go on a run. Really? If we stymie that this week, they're done. Oh, the, that There's fan base no is going to
2: melt down if they lose to the Lions this
4: week. Oh, no, they won't melt down. They're used to it. <laughs> to I promise you, no, they won't melt down. They'll say, well, been here before. No, so I think I, my, my <laughs>
2: expectation is because the, they were they w- we've been here before at the beginning of the year and yeah. they've got this little bit of a rebound here. Right. And think about us after the, um, the Jags game and uh, after the um, uh, what's it called the uh, Falcons game. Right. We were like, Hey, we're sipping a little bit of that Kool-Aid. We're we're, 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 we can do this. We can make this work. And then we, we ran into the Colts. They, they have a little bit of the same. They stunk it up early. They all of a sudden, you know, but they did okay against, against Green Bay. It was just, uh, who outscored the other. And now they're coming back and they had a pretty strong showing. They're like, well, maybe we're going to buy, we're going to be back into the Kool Aid. It's just the Lions, right? It's just they're so mm-hmm. beatable. And when they don't, I think it's going to be that, that stolen that that it's just gonna take rip their heart out for the year and it's gonna be terrible. That's why I'm expecting a meltdown. I know they've been there before, but they now when they didn't have hope, now they have some. <laughs> that's the most Fair dangerous enough. time of the to be alive is when you have hope. <laughs> All right, so there you go. There's your preview of the Vikings game. Really quick, want to tell you about Fanatics. Fanatics. dot com. Any of your Lions gear, Pistons, Red Wings, you know, Tigers, football, college football, college hockey, the whole thing. Fanatics. dot Anything you buy there, they give us a kickback. We appreciate everyone who does that. It's the exact same thing. If you go to Amazon, and everybody shops at Amazon. Amazon. DetroitLionsPodcast. dot com. Amazon. Detroit dot com. Head on over there. And, uh, you know, just make it all happen because it, 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 it'll be great for you and for us. They give us a kickback. All right. Um, that being said, Brandon, again, great insight. Do you guys realize that Everson Griffin's going to go against Riley Reef? <laughs> and no matter what else happens in the game, that should be a fun one to watch. Mm-hmm. I think. At least for Lions fans, I think it'll be Hope fun.
1: so. Yeah.
2: All right. With well, that being said, we got one more thing that uh, we want to do. And um, I don't know if I have all the stuff I need to make it happen. Cause that's the world I live in here. God dang it! Uh, I, I can do this. I can do anything. Uh, do your I, best impression. Around the uh, division. <laughs> there we <fuck> go. <laughs> Wait, maybe I can make this happen. I can. Th- I can do this. Who the hell am I kidding? Case is going to take us around the. so dumb sometimes dumb times dumb times I'm just uh, gonna okay let that sit
4: let's take a look um, at the um
2: the minnesota vikings <laughs>
4: well obviously they're pretty riding pretty high after the win they had against the the packers and they certainly showed that the packers um are beatable if you just out physical them especially on offense
2: can you <clears> imagine <throat> if we would have won against the colts with the the bears and well i don't want to give the ghost away but everyone in front of us in division losing can you imagine yeah just,
4: no it would have been a good week for us i mean it, 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 it screw as, that. if we're gonna lose i'm glad we lose in a week that everyone went the way does. this last week went but
2: you gotta you gotta um, capitalize on those other losses they don't make mistakes yeah, often, no enough. absolutely mm. yeah
4: um, I think the Bears, uh, we'll get to the Bears in a sec. Yeah. Okay. But no, I mean, I, I think the Vikings like the direction they're in and, and, and changed the narrative after they went ahead and looked like sellers as they got rid of Ngakwe. Um, so it's tough to, it's tough to tell exactly who they are and, and where they're going to be by the end of the year because they played this last week more like I expected them to play, but I, I can't expect to see them do that every week. You know what I mean? Um, so I think they're a team on the rise. They just have a huge hurdle to get over at this point in the year to to get to where they would need to be to get in the playoffs is, is a massive hurdle. They'd have to almost win out. Mm-hmm. They can maybe afford one more loss. Maybe two if they get real lucky with a wild card situation, but yep, yep. I think they're in a difficult spot, but I don't. I also don't expect to see a team under Mike Zimmer give up. So,
2: no, because if you do, the team will give up. the The front office will give up on Mike Zimmer. Yeah, right? that's absolutely. When he loses the team, you know it's done and it's over. Because he won't lose the team. He's not a guy that yeah. will. Um, I feel. I feel like a little bit of if the team were to turn on him, it'd be a little Ditka esque. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on up. The Bears,
4: I am. I was incredibly satisfied by their loss. I wish they would have lost by more. Uh, they took the Saints to overtime, which doesn't necessarily prove my theory that the Bears suck. But uh, <laughs> they have lost two in a row now, which is exactly where I would have expected them to be at this point, uh, losing, losing as many games as they're winning, because I don't think they're a bad team, no matter how much I want them to be. I just think they're a mediocre team that was masquerading as a good team.
2: I think you've evolved. I think you've evolved, Case, because they were 5-1 one at one point. And you're like, no way. They're a bad team. It's luck. It's all crap. And at the <laughs> beginning of the year, I think you were a lot more down on them than you are now. Maybe I think you've evolved to mediocre. With
4: Well, I think everybody knows that they have a good defense. Yeah, yeah. Nobody is surprised by that. Yeah. They just don't have a good offense. No, so. no they
2: do not. So
4: they are, worse. And that makes a mediocre team. You've they, got one good unit and one bad unit.
2: They are a little better than we thought they were told he'd said that
4: approximately yeah told he said that i'm looking forward to the rematch and i'm still very much looking forward to the vikings bears games i still think those are going to be some of the most interesting games of the year um so when those when those roll around especially the way the vikings played against the packers that's, ah, that is really going to be fascinating i think so um packers obviously they uh what did they do? <laughs> they lost. <laughs> yeah. Who did they lose to? I'm trying to remember what happened to the Packers this week. The Vikings. <laughs> That's
2: what you started with.
4: <laughs> if you watch the game, and I watched chunks of it, I didn't see the whole thing. They just, I mean, it 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 was just an abomination from the beginning for
2: them. And it's nice to
4: see. It's always nice to see a team like that that clearly they have a weakness and every other team in the NFL knows it now. So even though I think green Bay is probably a top five team in the league or at least a top six or seven team in the league um, against most teams, any team that's real good at finding their weakness, which clearly the Vikings did is going to be able to just, Punish them all day long. Now, I was surprised that they weren't able to score more on offense. I think that was the biggest shock of the day. Not that their run defense was weak, which wasn't a huge shock to me, but that they didn't put up more points. And so, I think that's the that'll be the thing to watch with the Packers going forward. If if over the next couple of weeks Rodgers doesn't go back to slinging the ball for thirty eight points, you know mm-hmm. that. It'll be that'll be the interesting thing. Yeah. If everybody's figured him out because the Vikings did, that'll be interesting.
2: Yeah. I hopefully they bring provide a a blueprint for us to leverage our our wonderfulness and our strength against the uh, the the Packers. It's it's home at the end of the season. Uh, it's a tough run. Packers, Titans, Bucks. Boy, to take the one against the Packers would be nice. No matter what the rest of the season says for you, it's always, always a good yep. feeling to beat the Packers. There yep. we go. All right. Um, does that cover the division for you, my man? I think so. All right. Uh, last thing for St. Jude. I want to tell anyone if you have a T-shirt design that you'd like to get printed out and donate to the cause, we'll do it. We'll get we'll get the T-shirts built up during the auction. Every T-shirt we sell at DetroitLionsPodcast.com at the merch store, a dollar. From that sale, we'll go to St. Jude. So check out some, we got some great shirts and we're looking for designs. Like I said, if anyone wants to build anything and donate it, we will take that. It would be awesome of you to do that. Neither Case nor I are particularly talented in the artistic department. No. Um, this, this, this is our art. <laughs> oh, God. Use the term loosely. Yeah. Okay, Lucy. Um, (laughs) Remember, the show needs your involvement. We'll use the comments in the subreddit, please, to give us your feedback. We love to learn what you think about the show and how we can get better. We use that to get better because it's a community show. You own it. and let's act like an owner here all right uh we have the game peer review back on fridays we'll be there with riz and uh tony ortiz we will do it at about five o'clock this week as we normally do um but it'll just be in the midst of the st jude uh broadcast so we'll have that going for you as well uh don't forget give us a call on skype Detroit Lions podcast, all one word, or the Lions line nine two nine three three Lions nine two nine three three five four six six seven, and follow us on the Twitter machine at det Lions podcast det Lions podcast. It's the very very best place to see Case with no pants on. God dang right! All right, and uh, be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com dot com and uh, subscribe to the podcast so we can show up in your ear holes automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember. No pants, no toasters, no hot tubs. No problems, because we're Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection.
0: Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bags, start the plane. This show is
1: over.